This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willyfield with my program called Body Matters. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Today I have Nigel in the studio with me, Nigel Brown, and he is from um, Master Reset, and that he is the founder of Master Reset, and that is his ministry. But Nigel is also an author, and he's written some books called Legacy, Who is God?, and the will of God. So I just want to introduce Nigel. Hi, Nigel. Welcome. Hi, Alana. Good to be here. It's so nice to have you. We're going to talk about the topic, Nigel, trusting God today. And I think that is such a powerful topic. I mean, yep. God says, when I come, it says, without faith, you cannot please God. Mm. You know, mm. so that is just going full in on trusting who he is, his character and everything. And I know you've got so much to mm. talk about that topic. But first, um, just don't you want to share um, a little bit about who you are, what you're busy with at the moment, um, and your new book that's uh, come out. Okay. Thanks, Alana. So, as you already introduced me, I'm I'm Nigel Brown, and I'm firstly I'm a son of God, firstly, and then I'm also a husband of one wife. I know I made this joke again before, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got two kids. My um, my youngest kid is is going to be two years old at the end of May, sure. and my oldest is my firstborn is going to be five on the fifteenth of August. So sure. I've, I've got a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. I I love being a father and a husband, and mm. um, yeah, and and as you mentioned, uh, I'm also the founder of my uh, company called Master Reset. Yes. I don't know if you want me to go into that. Or yes, gonna... now share a little bit about Master okay. Reset. Um, what so, is it about? So Master Reset, my company is. What I, in essence, focus on is life coaching. I, mm-hmm. I provide a life coaching service, and I also provide uh, resources as well. And you mentioned uh, a few of the books that I've that I've written. Uh, the latest book that I've written is called Freedom, uh, which is I wrote uh, two years ago, but um, it's it has really been a profound experience, even in the writing of it. So yeah, that that that's. That's one of my my projects that I've done. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is the type of life coaching service that I offer is uh, mindset coaching, relationship mm-hmm. coaching, and then spiritual coaching as well. So those are the three, um, you can say, uh, offshoots of Category, life co- yeah. categories. Categories that, of, of life of, coaching. Of Master Reset. Yes. Now that is amazing. And I know that you've also got such a heart for the youth and Absolutely. you've been involved there also over the years and yes. you've done some of your books and you, you know, as in a manual form, huh? you've worked yeah. through some of these things yeah. that you have God has laid on your heart. Yes, I've, I've, I've wrote it in the form of like 40 days, like 40 day journeys that okay. uh, initially for young people, because I've been coaching and mentoring mm. and pastoring young people for over two decades. Sure. So I produce material. Material that can reach them and um, help them and empower them into their destinies. Mm. So that's the the approach that I took is a coach approach in terms of the questioning that I ask yes. within the, the, those journeys, and I made it very easy and accessible and understandable mm. to, to to split it up into day daily portions. Yes. Not a lot of content per se, but uh, questions that are asked to provoke thought and to 
also initiate change and shift in mindsets, which is ultimately what Master Reset is about. Yes. It's about resetting our mentalities to God's default settings. Yes, and just, just elaborate in two sentences, what is that? Um, that, in essence, is the renewing of the mind, yes. what the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where it says we shouldn't be uh, conformed to the patterns of this world, but we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, yeah, in two sentences, a bit difficult. But no, no, no. I, I just yeah. want to elaborate so that. Yeah. I think I think just explaining master okay. reset, that, yes. that's the source. I mean, that's the yeah. original idea of yes. of where this all started, if, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Definitely. It all started there. We, mm. um, like I shared before in, in a previous uh, recording um, interview, that my phone uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, was, uh, was giving me issues to the point that it was inoperable. And I thought I needed to replace that phone. Mm. And then before I did that, I first took it to the iStore because I had an iPhone 5. That's like way back, 5S. And they did a master reset or a hard reset of the phone. Yes. And then they also updated it. And when they did that, it was like I had a new phone and I didn't sure. have to purchase the phone, a new phone immediately. And uh, so the Lord uh, basically gave. It was like a revelation. It was a revelation, yes, about sure. what master reset, what uh, that is to the phone. The renewing of the mind is to every mm. believer. Sure. So before when we came, before before when we were in the kingdom of darkness, we operated according to the kingdom of mm. darkness. Now when we are in the kingdom of light, our spirits are renewed. Yes. But our soul still needs to be reset, still yes. needs to be transformed yes. to conform to the new kingdom that we are part of now. Amen. And yeah. that's the whole thing of transformation. Absolutely. Now, I just wanted to elaborate on that because I know that is the essence of Master Reset. Um, reset. And obviously, that's how that all came about. And I thought it would just be nice to Thank share you. that again. And um, just, just tell me just about trusting God before we take a short break. Why do you think this is so important? Wow. Trusting God has always been very important, but especially in, in the days that we are living in. Mm. Um, sometimes it's good to, to explain one thing by explaining what it is not. So, sure. That's so the, a good way of seeing it. Yeah. So there's a difference between trusting in God and trusting in what comes from God. Mm. Sure. That's there's big, powerful. There's a big distinction between that. So trusting in God is when we give God the prerogative to be who he is mm. in the situation. So in other words, we allow God to, to do what he decides to do mm. from his eternal purposes to do in that situation. So um, now the distinction between that and trusting in what comes from God is where we see what comes from God as the solution, not God. So okay. God is seen as a means to an end, but instead of the end yes. itself. Sure. So, this, so yeah. Do you want to hold on to yeah. that thought? I think <laughs> let's let's take this is just to to tease your appetite because we are going to be talking about trusting God, but we'll come back on that topic after the short break. Thank you so much. Welcome back. If you just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana Willie for you. And this is my program called Body Matters. And I have Nigel Brown in the studio from Master Reset. And Nigel was just sharing a little bit about the books that he's written 
and also what Master Reset is all about. And we just touched on the basis of renewing your mind, God transforming us from the old to the new. But we're going to chat a little bit about the topic today, which is um, what does it mean to trust God? And Nigel just was sharing briefly before we took a break. So Nigel, just continue. What What is it to trust God? Okay. So if I can just give you an example, let me first set the scriptures. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him or acknowledge him and he will make your path straight or direct your path. Mm. Psalm 25 verse 3 says, No one who puts their trust in God will be put to shame or another translation says, will be disappointed. Mm. Now I was conflicted with regards to that passage of scripture where it says no one who puts their trust in God will be disappointed. Mm. What is disappointment? Disappointment is an unfulfilled expectation. True. I want to be honest with you. There were times, many times, that I was disappointed with God because I thought I trusted God, but then what I expected from God didn't materialize. Mm. And then the Lord gave me this understanding about that there's a distinction between trusting God and trusting in what comes from God. Sure. So Proverbs chapter 19, I think, verse 21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yes. Um, when I was going through, uh, this is like a puzzle piece that I'm putting together. Just, just, just bear with me. You understand what I'm saying. So last year, so I lost my, my dad. And in a matter of two months, I lost one of my closest friends as well. And during this, this time when I was going through this, then um, many believers encouraged me by telling me, Nigel, don't worry, God is faithful. Besides that, I was going through other, other challenges as well. Mm. But the, the, uh, one of the key um, edifications and encouragement from the body was, the body of Christ was, don't worry, Nigel, God is faithful. And when I heard this, the Holy Spirit asked me the question, what am I faithful to? Mm. What am I faithful to? And he gave me the answer. He says, I am exclusively faithful to my eternal purposes. Sure. I'm not faithful to your expectations. Mm. If your expectations are not in alignment with my eternal purposes. So the times that you were disappointed with me was because you trusted in what comes from me and not me. So to trust in me means that you're giving me the prerogative to decide how I am to manifest in the situation. To trust in what comes from me is when you see things from a natural point of view. And let's say, for example, in my context, when my dad was sick, I saw from a natural point of view, my dad is sick. So the obvious solution to that issue is I pray for God for, to heal him. Mm-hmm. That is who God is. Is one of the multi one of the facets of God's multifaceted nature is He's a healer, He's a restorer, He's a yes. deliverer, He's all of that. But who He is in essence is a Father, and every other aspect of His nature is subsumed in who He is as Father. In other words, if I as a father, I as a father am a provider for my child, I provide for him, and if He asks me something that I know in my wisdom. Mm. 
mm. as a father is not good for him. Mm. I'm going to make the executive decision to tell him, no, my boy, even though I am your provider, mm. what you're asking me specifically in light of the understanding that I have, I mm. cannot allow you to have it, mm. even though I am your provider. So me saying no to you in this situation doesn't change the fact that I'm your provider. So that's why the Lord made this distinction to me. You were disappointed in me, Nigel, because you trusted in what comes from me and not me. Yes. I'm your father. And in certain situations, I decided that from an eternal perspective, it is the right thing for, for me not to give you what you wanted. Can I just add to that, yes. Nigel, because this is such a revelation. I think it's really deep. And I think a lot of people um, just... The, the scripture that comes to mind, and I don't know where it is, God always brings it up as my ways are not your ways. And I think yep. that's in yep. Isaiah, Isaiah 54 or yeah. 55. As the heavens are higher than the earth. Yes, yeah. where he says, my ways are not your ways. My yes. thoughts are not your thoughts. Absolutely. So it's true what you're saying. Sometimes we, I know, I, I, and just from my perspective, and I'm just adding, and I, I might be throwing <laughs> you off your course, but, it. you know, sometimes people say, but, you know, why didn't God yield? someone yeah. and yes. it's a very hard um mm. thing to say you know what we don't know but i put my perspective and i was saying thus is the lord of my perspective is you know god says my name is jehovah rapha the god who yields and i believe that god does heal but it doesn't always heal in the way we perceive mm. he could have healed internally he could have healed mentally it might not be the physical yeah you know, so we never understand God's perspective. But mm. at the end of the day, God mm. works all things out for good. Absolutely. And he's true to his name. And yeah, absolutely. And and, and just to just to validate further what you said, um the Lord wants as we grow in maturity, the Lord ultimately wants his ways to become our ways. Mm. And his thoughts to become our thoughts. Yes. Now, let me just give you an example, like, like a scriptural example of Jesus himself where this principle of trusting in God versus trusting what comes from God comes, you know, to the fore. Um, let's use Jesus' example when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, about to be crucified, sweating blood, and he prayed to the Father, Father, if it be your will, let this cup come past me. Mm. Take this cup from me. Yes. And then immediately he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Yes. So what Jesus, in the first part of Jesus' prayer, he was asking the Father to manifest himself as a deliverer in the situation because mm. he wanted to be delivered from this, this situation that yes. he was facing, right? But if you think about what are the implications of that from an eternal perspective? I mean, if you look at Jesus... I mean, the Father will withhold nothing from Jesus, right? Mm. But from an eternal perspective, if the Father, who is a deliverer, had to manifest himself as a deliverer in Jesus' situation at that particular point in time, we wouldn't be here. That's true. Because it was God's, the Father's eternal purposes to reconcile us to the Father using Jesus Christ as the means by which that reconciliation was to take place, which mm. is the cross. You know, Jesus was the mediator between God and man. Mm. He is the way, the truth, and the light. So, if God had to give him what he wanted, 
that eternal purpose would not have yes. been fulfilled. And if God withheld an answer to prayer in that sense mm. to Jesus, you know, because of he, if he didn't compromise in his eternal purposes with Jesus, how much more with us, yes. you know? And then Jesus said immediately, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Your eternal purposes be done. Yeah. Because he, he shifted from trusting in what comes from God to be delivered from yes. a situation to trusting in God that, Lord, I submit myself to your eternal purposes and may you usher in the consequences. Yes. May I be a vessel for that for that uh, purposes to take place. And sometimes we think it's so cruel, you know, God being cruel. Why didn't God help them? Why didn't God heal them? Yeah. And you know, Nigel, as you're speaking, you know, Holy Spirit just brings all these scriptures mm. up. I don't, I don't even know where they are it's exactly, fine. but He's there's written. one. <laughs> there is one in Isaiah 57. I think it's 57, the very first chapter that yeah. says, and God takes away the young and no one asks why. Mm. And the Lord says, I take them because I keep them from disaster to come, sure. from evil to come. And I read that scripture and that to mm. me was so beautiful. Wow. And um, I remember um, giving this scripture to someone whose child had passed on at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, God, but why? And and this scripture just came to mind mm. that sometimes God allows, he will rather take someone mm. at a younger age because yeah. he knows what the future holds and that person might not be saved yeah. or will not be able to endure because God is interested in the soul. He's not interested in the flesh. And I think that's such a comforting scripture. I just wish I I could just confirm that it's in Isaiah 57. Um, But, Joe, you can continue just just bringing that up. It's it's stipulating the same thing. Yeah. And and by by saying this, um, it is in general God's will to... To, to do all these things like healing and deliverance and provision. That is that is God's will in general. I'm talking about the situations where there's an eternal purposes, there's eternal purpose that God wants to flesh out that necessitates him um, operating in a different way. Yeah. And when that happens, our trust needs to be in him mm. and not in what we believe he promised, not in our expectations. Yes. Because yes. standing on the promises of God is is amazing, is great. Mm. Ultimately, God is God. Yes. And He's he got knows the final say. And He knows in what context, because He will never do anything that goes against His purposes. Amen. He will never work against Himself. Yes. So the the far the if we set our affections on the purposes of God and not on our expectations of what we want from yes. God, like for example, um, th- the things that God wants to give us, mm. not what comes from God, but on God Himself. Mm. Then we, the Scripture says, we will never be disappointed. Then that Scripture will be a, a reality in our lives. No one who places their trust in God, in mm. who He is as a Father, will never be disappointed. disappointed. And that's a promise that He that He keeps. Sure, Nigel, I think you've stirred something that to me is. It's such a, it's so deep. It's mm. something you just need to 
kind of focus on and ponder on for for a while. And I actually just want to, can I confirm the scripture? Yeah, go for it. Go it for it says here, yeah, for those of you, maybe this is for someone today, I don't know. I just want to read this. It says, yeah, it's, it's Isaiah 57 verse 1. It says, good people pass away. The godly often die before their time, but no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from evil to come. And for those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. That's a powerful. He's keeping them from evil to come. Definitely. And that's God's goodness, even in the midst of Mm. sorrow, even in the midst of death. God remains good. He's still good. Okay. So tell me, why is it difficult to trust God sometimes, Nigel? Yeah, Yeah, man, that's a very (laughs) very powerful question. And I think I've, I've touched on that. It's because... Our expectations have not been fulfilled. The mm. thing that we that we expected God to do um, hasn't happened. And and if that if we constantly experience disappointment, then we we can come to a place where we you know where we think like, what's the point? Mm. What's the point of, of trusting hard, God? Yeah, hard we come towards, hard towards yeah. God. Yeah, and and which reminds me of a scripture that I actually delved into in, that we what we that we know very popular scripture in Psalm chapter 37 I think verses 4 which is delight yourself also in the Lord mm-hmm. and he will give you the desires of your heart yes delight yourself in the Lord and I looked up the the the, the Hebrew meaning of the word delight and it means to be soft mm, and pliable. pliable that's what mm. it means soft and pliable so in another scripture in Isaiah, I think, we Isaiah, Jeremiah, Isaiah, which says that God is the potter mm. and we are the clay. So if God is the potter and we are the clay and we are to be remain soft and pliable, it's because God is the potter once. We need to allow God as the potter to mold us mm. into his image and likeness so that he can place his desires in us. Mm-hmm. And flesh out his desires through us. Yes. So it's not about um, us doing something like a quid pro quo, quid pro quo, we we do this and we get something from God mm-hmm. that we want, our desires. No, mm-hmm. it's like if we allow God to mold us and to remain soft and pliable, as opposed to becoming hard when we don't get our way, when our expectations are not met, mm. we have an inclination, a temptation to actually harden our hearts towards him. That's towards right. him. And then God cannot do what he intended to do through us. Mm. And that's why he says we have to remain soft and pliable and allow him to put his desires in us mm. so that we can be a, a conduit and a channel through which he can flesh out his, his desires through us. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it ultimately means. Yeah. And at the end of the day we were created for him. Yes. And for his purpose. Absolutely. That that is our our existence is created for for purpose and it's to fulfill the purpose he has for us. Absolutely. And I, I and you know sometimes just thinking of that delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires mm. of your heart. Yeah. And I even even though we think it's our desires, mm. you know, God places those desires in our mm. hearts. You yeah. know, sometimes it's not just you know, and, and I just want to clarify because people think, you know, it's just working for the Lord and mm. doing this and that. Mm. But God knows every little detail. Sometimes yes. your desire is just to to go on an overseas trip. Mm. 
you know, or I just want to spend time or just want to redress, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's the simple things of life. Absolutely. We have our human um, mm. desires and God is interested in those things Definitely. too, but his main purpose, like you were saying, we yeah. were created for his purpose. And when yeah. we, um, when we don't get what we want, because it, it takes us off the course yeah. of what he has for us. Yeah. That's when we think, mm. okay, but God, why? Mm. And mm. I think that's why it's so difficult. Definitely. So, Coming so, back to your question. Definitely. Like like the mindset is is like the mindset in the Garden of Eden. When when God said that of one tree, we shouldn't eat. Mm. That, that that Adam and Eve shouldn't eat of one tree. But of any tree in the garden. So, so the options that are viable are much more than the one that's not. Mm. So uh, one tends to think that focus on what we cannot have That's true. instead of focusing <laughs> on what the abundance that God has allowed us to, to enjoy, you know? Mm. So, so I'm really speaking, I'm not, I'm not negating that. I'm just speaking in like in certain contexts where, where we don't necessarily get what we want like Jesus f- because the father has, has an eternal purpose that he wants yes. to flesh out and which requires us to just heal to, to his will in mm. that matter, mm. you know? So, yeah. And sometimes you, you don't realize when, when you're in it, but when you look back and you've yes. healed it, yes. you can say, thank you, Lord. Absolutely. There was a reason, a purpose, and a plan yeah. for that because his ways are better than our ways. Yes. And his thoughts are better than our thoughts. Definitely. So how can we learn to trust God more? We learn to trust God more by by getting to know him for who he is, mm. to getting to know his nature, his character, mm. you know, that he is a father, that he actually loves us and he wants what's best for us. And he has the bigger picture in mind when he leads us, when he gives us a word to do something. It's not just something random. It's something that's in the context of a bigger scheme of things that mm. that he requires us to fulfill, that he's, that he's giving us the privilege of, 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 of co-laboring in, mm. you know. So it, it's about getting to know who God is for who he is mm. and, and like shifting. When, when we become mature, we shift from focusing on what comes from God to God himself. It's about knowing him. Sure. This is eternal life that we know him. Mm. It's about knowing him. And the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11, I think verse 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Is that what I said at the beginning? Without faith, it's impossible to please yes. God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is. Mm. Who is he? He's our father. Yes. And that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. So mm. my question to that is, what is the reward? Mm. The principle is, if you seek something, the reward would be what you are looking for. Mm. So if you're looking for keys, the reward would be that you would find the keys. Mm. So if you are seeking him, mm. the reward would be his presence. Yeah. It will be him. But if our affections are tied specifically to what comes from him and not him, and we mm. see him as a means to the end of us getting mm. certain outcomes, that's when our faith gets tainted. Mm. That's when uh, disappointment comes in and our expectations are not met. Mm. But if I say our heart is set on him, then whatever he allows in us, mm. like, I mean, like I said, there's an abundance of things that God mm. uh, gives us freely uh, mm. for us to enjoy. 
Um, but if we don't think that way, we would think that, that God is holding out on us. Sure. And that, that, is, that is why it's difficult for, for people, for many believers. And, and I went through this. To trust God is when we are constantly, when our expectations are not met, you know. But God, like I mentioned before, God has no obligation to be faithful to our expectations. Yes. He's only faithful to his eternal purposes. And if our expectations are in alignment with his eternal purposes, then we won't be disappointed. He will fulfill it through that us. That is so true. And, and that scripture that comes to mind, just to kind of add on to what you say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. And all these things shall be added unto you. Absolutely. And we find the kingdom of God in the spirit of God. Absolutely. So seek the spirit of yeah. God and, and do what's right. You hmm. do what's right according to the will of God. And he will add everything. He will give you all, you know, yeah. the desires of your heart, whatever, so long as it's in line with seeking him. Absolutely. And can I, can I tell you a funny story yeah. about, about that scripture? Yes. <laughs> when I was meditating upon that scripture, so the Lord asked me this question. But seek ye first, Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Nigel, what brings more excitement to your heart? Seeking my kingdom or all these things added unto you? Mm. And I said, oh, Lord. Yeah, that's a challenge. <laughs> you Sometimes you want all those things. <laughs> I'm getting more excited about all these things that, that, that are added unto me. Yeah. I mean, my heart was revealed in the The Lord says, no. Those are the things are just byproducts. Don't yeah. set your affections on byproducts. Set your affections on the kingdom, on the most important thing. Mm. Um, many times I used to jump and go crazy for uh, Psalm 23 verse, verse, verse 6. Yeah. It says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you. And I'm, you know, I'm so excited yeah. all the day of my life. But that promise is in the context of verse 1. Mm. It's in the context of lordship. The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, if something follows you, if goodness and mercy follows you, it means your back is toward it. You're not focusing on it. Yes. You're focusing on the Lord. Number one, the Lord is your shepherd. And he says, if the Lord is your shepherd, then goodness and mercy will follow you. But if you turn around and follow goodness and mercy, you will always run, pursue it. Mm. To seek means to passionately pursue. So you'll constantly pursue uh, these the things. things of God, but not will, God. Yeah, And that brings me, sorry, Nigel, you yeah. got my mind all over. I've just got scriptures jumping all over the place. But the one that says, where he says, but Lord, I've driven our, I've, I've driven our demons in your name. Yeah. We've done all these things in your name. Yeah. And then the Lord says, but I don't know you. you. Why? Because you are you. running yep. after the things of God. And you know, sure. coming, back, coming back to this, how many times? How often is it when you're in ministry, and I'm talking yeah. about a lot of people, yeah. that you get caught up in the things of God? Yes. You know, you're so busy preaching, teaching. Yeah. And this is, um, I mean, this is like for me a warning for everyone in ministry, even myself. You get That's caught true. up, you know, I do the radio work, I, I'm a pastor at the church, and we, we, we doing the things yeah. of God, but sometimes we forget about the God of the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to die one day and say, Lord, but hey, I pastored yes. a church for you. I was on radio. I did this and that. And the mm. Lord said, I didn't know you because you didn't spend time sure. with me. Wow. You didn't ask me. You didn't come to me. You didn't. Mm. And I think that's absolutely that's the just essence. ties that's into the maybe essence. what you're saying at the moment. There's yeah. a thing about seeking the God of all things yeah. or are you seeking the things? Yeah. And we're disappointed when we don't get the things, but we yeah. never seek the God of the things. Absolutely. Um, maybe I'm just summarizing no, you just everything that you 
Absolutely. Everything that you are, you know, Absolutely. that you've, you're trying to get to, because I think it's such a, um, it's such an awesome topic. It's so deep, and and mm. I, I think you really need to sit and think about it. That, that way of describing it. But um, is there anything else that you feel on your heart that you mm. want to touch onto this topic? Sure. Before we take a break. Yeah. No. It's 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 a really deep topic about about trust. The bottom line of every single message mm. or sermon or whatever uh, edification that you hear is you must trust God. Mm. They can, we can unpack the Greek, unpack the Hebrew, but mm. the bottom line is we need to trust God. Mm. And that's the, that's the key thing, um, trusting in who he is yes. as a father. Not what he does. Yes, and give, exactly, <laughs> and give him yeah. The prerogative, Amen. Because he has, he has, he, he has the bigger picture in mind. Mm. He has eternal wisdom, mm. and God has explored infinite possibilities pertaining to the right course of action that you mm. should do. So, what comes from his mouth is the best mm. course of action, yeah. even though it doesn't feel like it. Mm. Many times, what God desires us to do. Does not make sense to the human sure, mind. Can you think true. about Abram? Think about Abram after waiting so long for his son. Mm. Genesis 22, where God commanded him to take his son. Then he's so spe specific about it. He said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, mm. and sacrifice him on a mountain that I will show you. Sure. And then Abram just responded like, which I couldn't understand. I'm still meditating on that. How could he respond in that way so fast? Yes. Like that, that messed me up because I'm thinking, mm. I would want to know, like, is this Satan? Get behind me, Satan, telling me to sacrifice my own son. Seriously. Yes. I need to go through this whole process of discernment. And that. But he knew instinctively that mm. the voice that he heard was the voice of God. And he followed it. And he told his servant, he says, me and the boy are going to worship and we will come back to you. Mm. We will return to you. And that return means to return in the same state that we are now sure. living, which means alive. Mm. So he believed that, that God would somehow resurrect him. Make a way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we know the story, what, what happened. When he came to a certain point where he, he wanted to fulfill the word of God, the Lord to basically sacrifice him, God stopped him. But he needed to remain open. Mm. He mm. needed to remain open. He couldn't just close himself off and say, this is what God told me to do, so I'm not going to listen to anything else and just going to do it. No. Mm. He kept his ears open to mm. God's leading because mm. that's what it means to be led by the Spirit. You keep yourself open because God sometimes has an expiration date for what he's doing in your, in your life, for, for the word that he's given you yes. for that particular point in time. But it comes to an end when God's purpose has been accomplished. Mm. And then, boom, then he says, stop, change of change of route now mm. but if we don't remain open we wouldn't be able to discern that voice mm. that is that is speaking to us and i think you've also just hit the nail on the head because with trusting is if you're going to trust god for something you need to be able to hear him for an answer absolutely, absolutely. you know because lord i'm trusting you should i buy this car or not yeah you know yeah. i want the car that's my desire but then you need to, to lay it before the Lord and actually wait upon an answer. Yeah. yeah. And if God says no, then we've mm. heard him no. But like yeah. you said, people get disappointed, but I want that car. Yes, yes. But um, to be able to discern his voice 
and to be able to trust it even when mm. it doesn't make sense. Yes. I think that is so powerful. Absolutely. But on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to those who've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit where you are with Alana Willy Fear and the program is called Body Matters. And I've got Nigel Brown in the studio with Master Reset. That's he's the founder of Master Reset. And as I've mentioned at the beginning, um, Nigel has written some books and his last book is called Freedom. And um, we were just talking about the interesting topic now about trusting God. You know, do we trust in the God of things or do we trust in God's things? And, and how we can be sometimes so disappointed when, you know, when we trust in God for something and it doesn't happen and our response to that. But we, we Nigel was just explaining so nicely that, you know, it's not about the things, it's trusting in who God is. I, I'm just putting in my own Absolutely. words, Nigel. That's correct. So I, I think that's such a revelation. Sometimes it's so deep, you just really need to sit and ponder on that. Who are you trusting in the mm. things of God or you trust in God? Yes. Um, with whatever your situation is, whether it's a breakthrough that you need, um, or, or whatever, just asking God for direction. And sometimes things happen in life, you know, sometimes someone passes on and we spoke about that and, you know, you're disappointed about it. You know, you yeah. don't know why, why did God take that person? Yeah. And um, I think what it all boils down to is that no matter what, you know, God works all things out for good, even though we might not see it in this world. Yeah. I think we will know that one day when we look back. True. So, Nigel, I just want you, before we end, I know we don't have much time on the program, and I know that you do a little bit of the, like you mentioned before, you do the life coaching and all of that, and I, I think there might be even listeners out there who say, you know what, I can connect hmm. with Nigel, or I, I need some, you know, just some mentoring or coaching yeah. or whatever, yeah. or even might want to read some of your books. Don't you just want to elaborate a little bit more on that and Okay. where they can get hold of you or contact you okay. if they want to connect. Thanks. So, thank you. So in terms of the, the life coaching, it's like I mentioned before, my focus is on um, mindset coaching um, and then relationship coaching and then spiritual coaching. So mindset coaching is about about um, using mental and most emotional mastery, you know, to, to see things from, from that perspective, to see the challenges that you're going through as lessons, as life lessons, to mm. help see you. Basically, I help uh, um, you with a, with a proper perspective, yes. you know, um, by asking you questions. It's all about questions. That's mm. why I love coaching. It's about mm. questions. Interactive. Interactive, yes. Because the answers are in you. Yes. That's why I'm passionate about, about coaching. Like the scripture says, I think in Proverbs 20 verse 5, which says, the, the purposes of a man are like deep waters, but a man of understanding draws it out. Mm. So questions that, that, for example, a coach us it's like um it's 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 almost like a uh, what do you call that thing that you throw down the bucket that yes. that, that you throw a down a well yes and then you just lift it up mm. and you just draw out the water draw mm. out the answers that are in you that's why i love it and mindset coaching like like i mentioned to you um master reset is all about that relationship coaching is a help my wife and i help uh couples um, and any kind of relationship, mm. you know, a, a parent-child relationship, uh, you know, improve their communication, mm. you know, with each other so that they can grow in, in into a deeper connection yes. with one another. And then spiritual coaching is, is something that I'm also very passionate about, is where I help people people see their situations from a, an eternal perspective, mm. from God's perspective, mm. um, and 
by doing that, they can uh, process what they are going through in the way God desires them to process and sure. grow and become mature, mm. you know, in, in these situations. So that is the service that I offer, um, life coaching. And then my, I also produce resources as well. Mm. Um, as you mentioned, I wrote four books. The first book is Legacy. And do you want me to share just yeah, briefly on yeah, each? Yeah, just briefly. So Legacy, I focus on uh, helping people discover or tap into how they want to be remembered. Mm. You know, the legacy that they want to leave behind. And yes. once they've established what that is, then I ask different questions in the book about what is it going to take to manifest that? Mm. Uh, can you remain the same and do it? What needs to change in order to move it toward that? The decisions that you make, the, the behaviors that you have, yeah. the attitudes, all of those things are challenged, the habits that we have. Uh, um, to come into alignment with the legacy that you want to leave behind mm. so that you can actually move toward it. Sure. So this whole book is a 40 days uh, journey where I ask specific questions that help you align your life with the legacy that you want to leave behind. Then the second book is Who is God? Which uh, the, the intent of that book, helping people overcome fear. And I, and I shared this example before about where I asked this young man, you know, who's his favorite superhero? You remember that? Yes, I remember yes. that in our last session. Yes, in our last session. And then he said, uh, Thor. And I said, okay, so let's say you and Thor are journeying through a forest and up ahead of you is an army that is hurling out threats and insults toward you. Would you be afraid in that situation? And then he said, no. And I asked him why? Because Thor is with me. Mm. Now embedded in that statement is an understanding yes. of who Thor is. Yes. The power of Thor yes. and the love that Thor has for him to mm. protect him. Mm. Now, God is also called Emmanuel, which is God with us. Yes. So I was challenged by this reality that, that when the Lord asked me, Lord, Nigel, do you believe that I'm with you? I said, yes, I do. He said, then why are you afraid? Mm. Then I that realized, is so powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I realized that I, I didn't really have an understanding of who God is, mm. about how much he loves me, about the power that he has. So uh, day, from day one to 40 in this journey of who is God is about th exploring the different aspects of God's nature. Mm. God being a father, God being love, God being faithful, God being um, a deliverer. You know, a healer, all of those the 40 aspects, the yes. characteristics of God, the attributes of God. We, we br I briefly go into that and I ask questions relating to that. So if we believe that, what needs to change in our actions? Mm. You know, so that's kind of the, the, mm. what the journey is about. Yes. The more we believe who God is, the more fear will dissipate. The yes. more we come into an understanding of who's with us mm. and who loves us and his power and his love for us the less we will fear because yes. we can over, only overcome fear by, by his love. Yes, because perfect love casts out all fear. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. God's perfect love. God, God, exactly. God's, not, not our perfect love, God's yeah, perfect yeah. love, yes. Then the third book is The Will of God, which is based on the scripture that says that, um, that it is the will of God that we are thankful in all things, mm. not for all things, but in all things, because there's certain things that happen to us that. Yes, it's the, not that you don't necessarily want to be thankful for. Yes, exactly. But in all things, we, yes. we, we are to be thankful. And sure. what I realized is when I was meditating on that, this, that this, my thankful heart was eroded by lies that I believed. Mm. And I, I basically focus 
on that book on 40 lies that I believe that eroded my thankful heart, mm. eroded a heart of gratitude toward God for who he is. And thus I couldn't fulfill the will of God sure. to be thankful in all things. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so I can, uh, we, we actually dedicated our, our episode to that, the last episode that we did last year to uh, some of the lies that I mentioned mm. in the book that we believe, yes. And in the final book, well, not the final book, the latest book, I don't want to say that, prophesize my final book. No. The yeah, latest yeah. book that, that I wrote is called Freedom. Mm. And freedom is, is really about becoming functionally what we already are by identity. Sure, that sounds powerful. So, for example, we are children of God by identity. In our spirits, we are children of God. Mm. Uh, but now we are to to live in the reality of that identity. Yes. We are so to reality sh- identity shift. Yeah. Yes. So the identity needs to filter down who we are. Needs to filter down in in our decisions, in the way we speak, in our attitudes, in what we do, the mm. way we do it, sure. all of that. Um, and basically, what what I focus on in this book is. On the first 20 days, the first half of the book, I focus on what we are free from. Mm. And, the, and the latter, the last 20 days, I focus on what we are free to be sure. and to do. Wow. So just empowering the body of Christ. I mean, mm. this is by no means exhaustive, but it, it, it will assist and, yes. and, and greatly empower the, the, the believer mm. to, uh, to live, not only uh, live not only uh, uh, um, identify themselves as free, but to actually live in the reality of their freedom. Because mm. it's with the spirit yeah. of the Lord is there's freedom. So Absolutely. when you start operating in the spirit, yeah, there's the liberty. Definitely, and how to how to walk in that liberty. And one of, one of the greatest strategies is to is to be to be free outwardly, but mm. inwardly you live like a pris- prisoner. Sure. And that is actually what motivated me to to write this wow. book, which shares my journey in in mm. essence. Nigel, it's so interesting, and I know that as the listeners are listening to that, I'm sure there's something, one of those books that maybe just say, oh, that is for me. How can they order these books? How can they get a hold of you? Have you got an email address yes, for us or a webpage site? I do I do have a website. It's, it's www.masterreset, um, M-A-S-T-E-R-R-E-S-E-T.co.za. You can click on resources, and then those all those books that I mentioned are available for for purchase there. There's a payment gateway on my website, um, and then if you want to connect like, via social media, uh, on Facebook is at Master Reset Me, and also on Instagram as well. Um, I do I do I do post often there, and you're welcome to comment and to to give your feedback as well. Um, yeah, and I've got a YouTube channel as well where I post my, my videos. All my videos are on there as well. And then, yeah. Is that, but what email? was your question? Email what? address? The email, yeah, my email address, that's very important, is info at masterreset.co.za. Info at masterreset.co.za. So you're welcome to contact me if you need any of my services, life coaching or, um, yeah, the books as well as are available like you met, like I mentioned earlier. Sure. Thank you so much, Nigel. We, we're almost done. So would you please just, is there any last word of encouragement? And then I'm going to ask you to pray okay. um, so that we can, we can close off for the audience. Anything that God lays on your heart. Okay. So, well, it's, it's about what not to share because there's so much to share in this, in this short, <laughs> short time. But I was just thinking about, about David as a shepherd boy in, in the fields 
in the shepherd fields or in the, in the yeah, tending his sheep. And where he got the revelation of what he is to the sheep, God is to him. And then he wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. And sure. that's, a, that's such a, a, a profound scripture mm-hmm. that we all, I think most of us, if not all of us, uh, know that scripture. But the, the, the very first verse is the basis of our trusting God. It's the fact that he is our Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. And because of that, I shall not want or I shall not lack anything. And if you're listening right now, uh, if the Lord is your shepherd, you don't lack anything because of the Lord being your Lord. And one of the key promises of God being your shepherd is that goodness and mercy, whatever expressions that are, that is, whatever expressions of goodness and mercy that is applicable in your situation will follow you when you follow the shepherd, when you keep your eyes on Jesus. There's a beautiful song that I, that I love since a child, since I was a child, is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, which implies that you have to turn your eyes away from something else, from what would distract you. To turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full, like full in his wonderful face, fully engaging in him, being fully present in his presence. And then the result will be that the things of this earth, the demand that is being placed on you, the things that, that is, that is uh, demanding your time and like, pulling you from every side, those things will grow strangely dim in the light or in the revelation of his glory of his true nature and his grace, which is God's empowering ability that enables you to fulfill his purposes. So focus on who God is. Set your affections on who he is and on his eternal purposes. And he promises us that we will never experience disappointment in that context all the days of our lives because our hearts are set on him and not on what comes from him. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for this beautiful words. And I'm laughing because yeah. I know God is so good. I have my eyes closed in the studio, just seeing David in those um, shepherds, in those fields. Yeah. So, Father, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I just want to praise you for every listener out there. I pray that you'll bless them this week. Lord, that you will enclose them with your love, your yes. peace, and your joy and bless them. And mm-hmm. um, I just want to say to you, thank you, Nigel, yeah. for being here. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the end of the program. And yeah, I'll see you guys again um, next Saturday at the same time. From me, Alana Willie, for you, have a blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.